Hello and welcome back to The Break Room, a Superstore fan podcast. My name is Jordan Wiegand, and I have, as always, with me, Aylan Rowland. Hello. And Casey McGeorge. How is it going, everybody? Going good. I do want to say we're recording this on March 14th, you know, uh, the special day in Superstore history where everything went great at Cloud9. <laughs> so, uh, yes. Hope everybody's having a great March 14th, even though you'll be listening to this way after the fact. We are breaking down episode 110, episode 12 of season 6, Customer Satisfaction, directed by Matt Sun and written by Bridget Kyle and Vicky Liu. It premiered March 11th on NBC. All right. When Jeff returns to push customer satisfaction surveys, Mateo enlists Garrett's help to hide his relationship with Eric. Dina, Glenn, and Cheyenne's plan to boost the scores creates new and bigger problems, and Jonah tries to convince Sandra and other workers to value themselves. Uh, initial thoughts? Thought it was good. Uh, solid. I saw some people saying it's the best of the season. I wouldn't put it that high, but I did uh, enjoy it just overall. Got a little frustrated at parts as well, which we'll get into. But uh, other than that, uh, yeah, just solid for me. Yeah, I um I agree. I liked it a lot. I liked the chaos of it with with a lot of the storylines. Of course, the flood wasn't quite what we expected it to be, but uh we'll get into that, but yeah, I thought it was pretty good, though. I I kind of enjoyed this one. It was a lot better than the last few. Although it was still some things that got to me, but uh it was it seemed as if maybe something that made the show good is back also it answered some questions we had last week and it kind of gave us some answers of what we had thinking going with one or two more episodes until the finale um it kind of set us on our finale path or at least i think it did i could be wrong let's start with the fact that jeff is back um jeff We knew Jeff was coming back this episode. We weren't really sure in what capacity, but he's the new district manager, and he's actually managing two districts. Yes. Yes, it's nice that an incompetent person is is managing (laughs) two districts. Well, I wouldn't say he's incompetent. Um, He's he's actually good at his job. Uh, He's untrustworthy. Um, especially after what we saw, what was it, at the end of season one or two, where he pretty much double-crossed everybody with the whole Myrtle thing? I think that was three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For, for certain people, he's untrustworthy, right? I think we can agree on that. And, and whether or not people like to hear it, from the corporate perspective and in the aspects of what he's what he's actually supposed to do, he's actually probably really good at his job. Is he, though? I mean, everybody avoided him at that manager conference. Uh, I feel like there's got to be something other than just socially. Uh, that, you know, like they kind of shunned him for a bit at corporate as well. So, I, I think that's more that I think that it's a more of a social thing and b more because 
his situation of being up there at corporate. Like, I think a lot of people knew the only reason he was there was because he had dirt on the company. And at the time when it was just Cloud9, could have basically toppled the entire thing. And that's the only reason he was even had a job and was moved up to corporate was because the uh, was it the president at the time of the company basically moved him up there to keep his mouth shut. Probably. <laughs> and now th- there's a difference between like the corporate level and then the level where Jeff works at. So he probably wouldn't fit in at that corporate level. Um, but with other maybe district managers and various things, he probably would fit in a little better, although he's still socially Weird. Not that good. Yeah, he's socially <laughs> Jeff. I mean, he's at least competent in, in, in that aspect. Uh, also, I, I guess we could kind of see it coming because we hadn't heard about her. No, Maya. Um, I wonder where, where Maya ran off to. Yeah, that's kind of what I was wondering about this part of it. But we didn't really get a definitive answer with her. But whatever. <laughs> Like I said, I didn't see Jeff being back to being the district manager, but uh, it I enjoyed it and it, it answered us some questions. So he comes back. Uh, he wants to do his corny entrance that he doesn't get a chance to do. He wants to play Eye the Tiger and run out, but we'll never know now, will we? And he brings up the entire aspect of the surveys that are on the bottom of the receipt. And nobody in the store seems to know about these surveys. Yeah, uh, pretty, uh, I feel like it's pretty standard to working in customer service. Um, We, uh, you know, in a call center, we've always had people, trouble getting people to make people take the survey as well. Um, so pr- pretty, uh, pretty standard storyline here that I could relate to. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, when I, when I worked at Walmart, we had them, uh, now the aspect of eventually what they tried to do is get them to take the survey in store. It was actually in the rules that we could not do that. Cause we actually had like three or four iPads for the managers in store. So there was right before I got promoted to assistant manager when I was right under one, but I had the entire front end that I was in charge of and they pushed that on me. Oh, you got to get these guys to, to remind the cashiers to have them do the surveys. And I said, okay, why don't you give me and someone else one of the iPads? And since I'm actually out, I'm managing lines and dealing with customers, we can have them take the survey there. And then they brought up the rules and it clearly, st- now once again, this is Walmart, not cloud nine, but uh, like we couldn't do that. They actually had to do it separate. And just these surveys in general are, are horrible, horrible experiences. Like, we get the cutaway with Sandra with that old dude. (laughs) That was great. That was one of my favorite parts. When he's on her phone. Yeah, and then eventually he's saying no. He wanted to only give her two stars and then eventually bumped it down to one. Yeah, are you sure you want to give two? Mm, Let's make it a one. (laughs) But the thing is, things like that happen, and it really, it can throw everything off. Quick story, one of those surveys actually cost me a promotion once for about a month and a half. I was a cashier, I was trying to be a customer service manager, and I went through the interview, and when finally they made their decision, one of the things they said no was I had gotten a complaint from a customer who was in line, was not the, was not the person I was ringing up at the time, 
but I would, they, you know, they were in line behind them and I was interacting with the customer in front of me, ringing up. We were having a small conversation and I had mentioned that I was divorced, right? I didn't, I didn't go off on a rant of my ex-wife. I didn't say anything bad. I just mentioned that I was divorced, right? That's all I did. And she took the survey or called corporate and left a complaint that she didn't think it was appropriate and she didn't want her kid hearing about divorces. Wow. Are you serious? I'm not even joking. And when the store manager brought this up to me, he said, do you remember making this? I said, uh, I don't remember it. It does sound accurate. I, I, I can't say I didn't. It, that sounds like something I would do. And he was kind of taking it seriously. And I said, you know what? In all fairness, if that's how she feels, she needs to send her son or daughter to a convent or wherever they send monks to. Because if <laughs> like, if, if hearing the word divorce is going to set her off on this whole thing, then like the world's too big and too scary for her and her child. Like they, they don't need to live on this planet anymore. And that, but just that, that actual complaint cost me a promotion for about a month. And then the other guy didn't work out. And then they came running back and had no choice but to promote me anyway. But I and kid see, you not when I say that comment cost me. And I was just like, are you serious? Just when you think that crazy things sound fictional, they're not kids. <laughs> you know? Continuing on with Jeff, let's talk about Mateo and Garrett. Yeah, Garrett was engaged in this episode. It's exciting stuff. <sighs> because Mateo doesn't want to bring up the fact that he's either engaged or about to be engaged to Jeff. Yes. And uh, not surprised by that, really. Although... See, it was a little slightly different. Like, I, I kind of, going into this episode, thought he was going to not want to tell Jeff because, I don't know, not so much that he... Because, like, remember, he kind of says, oh, I've matured since then. I don't need to flaunt my, you know, relationship in my ex's face. He which, has not matured in any way, shape, yeah, or form. Yeah, which, you know, is just kind of a whatever kind of line to Mateo. But I, and then he, he tries talking about his growth as a person. Yeah. He hasn't grown. He's, he's a horrible person. <laughs> and he's even a worse person to me now after a comment he made, which I'll get to in a moment. Yeah, I just kind of thought it was going to be more, I mean... Uh, the, that his reason for not telling Jeff would be more centered around like him being nervous to tell him for some reason. I don't know. I don't know where I kind of got that from, but you know, it was more just that he was, I guess, in his mind wanting to be more private with his relationship. I don't know. He was kind of just, I mean, what do you, really think that I mean like look if you if you guys were like in that situation I mean would it really be that awkward or would I mean why does he feel like he has to make it awkward in his head it's been two years yeah like it, like people are going to move on at some point like right I, I mean I can I can somewhat understand where he says he doesn't want to flaunt it in front of Jeff right 
which is actually very surprising coming from Mateo because I figured he'd want to do nothing but flaunt it in front of Jeff. That's true. I mean, that's why I was a little surprised by, like I said, his reasons. It wasn't quite what I thought it was going to be, you know. But I'm not going to hide the fact, like, if I ran into an ex and I was involved with someone else, I'm not going to hide the fact that I am. Grow up, man. Jeez. Yeah. But yeah, and then he says, uh, well, when he's talking about it, then and then uh, Jeff comes over there and he says, who's proposing? Oh, Garrett is. And what's the name of the like fake fiance that he came up with for him? He's like, oh, in my mind, she's really hot. In fact, she's like too good for Garrett <laughs> or something. I can't even remember the name. I just. Yeah. <sighs> And then uh, it, it continues on for a while. Jeff has a jeweler, apparently, that he's trying to get uh, get Garrett hooked up with for his ring. Yeah. Um, Garrett's getting a little fed up with all this. Um, and eventually throws it back on Mateo in a perfect way. Um, where Mateo has to distract Jeff from the fact that the store is flooding. Now... Am I the only one who right off the bat when Jeff brings up another boyfriend just knew he was lying? Oh, yeah. Like, I I was kind of 50-50 on it. Really? I wasn't surprised when he told Mateo it was fake, but, uh, yeah, Mm -hmm. I was kind of like, this could go either way here. I I was almost positive he was lying, and then when, like, they, you caught a quick glimpse of the picture... And it was basically like some model on a beach or something. I was like, "Oh yeah, this dude's lying." Like, yeah, yeah. Once I once he was showing pictures and stuff, I was like, "All right, yeah, this he's just trying to rub it in, so he's he's faking it." But uh, <coughs> all the okay. times before that, I wasn't so sure. Because he, I think, said that he went out on like one date with him, and he hasn't called him for five weeks or something. Which we're even still not sure if that much even happened, right? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, that might not even be true. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Mateo finally admits it and everything comes out. The fact that they were both lying and Mateo's actually engaged and so on and so forth. And then here's the part that just threw me over the edge. I, I thought I couldn't hate Mateo anymore. And... He makes the comment that he doesn't watch nerd movies because Jeff brought up Marvel or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he said all of his... uh, He said his boyfriend has all the traits of the Avengers in one person. Oh, yes. Yeah, and then Mateo's like, oh, I don't know because I don't watch nerd movies. I mean, are you surprised? Kind of, because it is like the biggest entertainment property in the world. Well, I actually think Mateo's lying. I I, I think he's just trying to... That's his comeback to Jeff because he doesn't want Jeff to know he uh, mm-hmm. gets it. Uh, I didn't think of that. L- looking at the character of Mateo, I can kind of see him probably not watching Marvel yeah. movies or anything like that. Like that I mean, fits with him. Right. Like he probably watches, you know, rom-coms and musicals. I mean, I hate to... <laughs> Assume and, you know, 
on a character like that, but it's probably a little bit more in his wheelhouse. I'm going to say this, and I want it to be very, very clear of what I say. This is not directed at Nico Santos. This is directed at the character of Mateo, and only at the character of Mateo because he says he doesn't watch nerd movies for no other reason. I hate you and you can burn in hell. How dare you, how dare you talk down on my Marvel movies? Also, we have a Marvel podcast that we just recapped WandaVision. That's a nice time to plug it here. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> you Very cannot fitting. accurately compute the level of my hate for Mateo on this episode. It is Oh, so there's no completely off the charts. It's there's off no the number. it's off the charts. There's no number. It broke it, it broke the Mateo it, the it hate broke meter. The meter. There's now a whole new hate meter because he had to expand his hatred for mm-hmm. it. I don't know if he can ever come back to not being hated after that. I mean, I <laughs> thought it was always like that for you, just on a slightly different level. So, yeah, we will we will see <laughs> if... Nope, I'm done with Mateo. By the finale. Nope. It will change. Nope. I thought you were done with Mateo like two seasons ago, Casey. What are you talking about? I think it's about? funny that after everything Mateo has done, this is That's, where he draws the line. I know. That's where he draws the line. You you gotta you gotta have standards. You gotta have a point. And when he when he disrespected my Marvel movie fandom, I just I couldn't. Do, and when he talked down on it in such a way, <laughs> as Popeye used to say, "That's all I can stand because I can't stand no more." I guess it's a good thing I like the Marvel movies as much as you guys, because I would feel a little awkward here. (laughs) (laughs) Look, let's put it this way. Be thankful his his ice episode has already happened, because I don't know if I could feel bad for him after that. Had that (laughs) happened like at the season finale. Yeah. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to say he was lying here. Um, and I'm and I'm not sure, but not completely surprising. It's just nothing that you want to hear, Casey. Now, now if Garrett said it, I would be hurt and crushed. <laughs> yeah, but that wouldn't happen. I mean. Like, that wouldn't even make any sense. My brain would stop functioning. But <laughs> Like, oh, someone finally broke Casey. On Superstore. <laughs> uh, is there anything else to say about uh, just yeah, Mateo and Garrett? No, I think uh, that's... No, I think I'm good. Mm-hmm. I think just to cap it out, though, with Jeff, you know, to finish that story with Mateo, w- was that <laughs> I love that then when the water finally started coming into the office, right, at the, like, very end, then we see... Everyone out on the floor trying to clear the water, and Jeff uh, walks out there and just starts screaming uh, expletives. And um, oh, we were going to get to that. Yeah, yeah. I was going to get to that. Okay. Yeah, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and Glenn, he's like, "Jeff, did you do this?" I love that, and he was completely soaked. But anyway, before we yeah. get to that. Let's go to Jonah. 
Oh, yes. And, Did you have a Jonah meter people. this week? Jonah and the shadow people. Yes. How was your Jonah meter? We will get to that. Okay. Couldn't have been too bad this week. Oh, it, uh, there, there's reasons for it. There's, there's reasons. reasons, but it's probably different from being bumbling because this week he was just, yeah. So I, I keep forgetting because they don't really, once she doesn't have a badge, too, they don't really show her doing it much. That that Cheyenne is actually the floor supervisor, right? Right. Yeah. I keep I forgetting I, this, I, too. I can't, I can't be the only one who keeps forgetting that because they, they kind of focus on it for a little bit, then they go away, then they focus and go away. Yeah. Quick side note, maybe I'm not the right person to talk about this, and I know it might fit with her character, but it did it seem to anybody else that maybe Cheyenne was, was wearing too much makeup? Oh, wow. Well, she wears, I mean, as a character, you know, they do put quite a lot on her especially in terms of you know colorful eyeshadows and such let's see you know Cheyenne clearly likes to play at the makeup counter you know and like but I said I I understand I might be the wrong person to to think or comment about that I don't know I just it, it really it, stood out in this episode to me for some reason I was gonna I say it took you uh five seasons in <laughs> to notice no, all that one, makeup th- this episode seemed like a more a lot more oh okay yeah i mean she had like i think like pink and purple eyeshadow on or something you know so yeah i can i can see where you're coming from as someone who wears makeup yes not not saying it's bad or it was applied wrong just it was a lot um but yeah so uh Jeff, when he comes back and he's talking about the customer satisfaction surveys, brings up the fact that this is a problem store. Don't we know which, it? Which uh, I think we can all say, yeah, yeah, it's a problem store. And everybody seems shocked by this. I don't know how or why. And then he starts running through all the issues of the raccoon infestation, the the sex tape they had, the, the unionizing issues, and various other things that they've had. A dead body in the wall. That all happened under Jeff's supervision. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> true. Very true. Yeah. But what we don't know is, have his other stores had these issues? Because this could be a situation of, in Jeff's case, where he, if he can, if his other stores were performing great, Right. And this store isn't. That's not really more on him. That's more on the management team at that store. And that's when people start getting the X because. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's like the, the, the blame has to fall somewhere. And I think they talked about it in this one where they said there was another store manager who was manager at a store for 15 years, which that's a long time. And he probably either needed to go to another store or do something else. Had a bad safety report and then was gone. And now he's giving massages in Terminal 2 in the, in the <laughs> airport. Well, that's yeah, probably a lot less stressful. That's very specific, though, to be 
saying it's Terminal Two at the at the St. Louis International Airport or whatever it's called. So they're they're in there trying to figure out how they're going to combat this and how they're going to make people get surveys. And I understand their rationale. Where okay, Cheyenne, when you get access to these and you see that there are certain people, okay, obviously if if certain people start getting more issues and complaints, then we got to take them off the floor. I don't disagree with that. No, pretty uh, pretty standard, right? They get put in the back in warehouse. <laughs> Let's put it this way: if if they're in the back in the warehouse and they're not interacting with customers, they can't do anything that's going to lower their customer score. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and which is why it's a good thing Marcus is back there. Yeah. Um. So eventually, stuff starts coming out. And Joan is one of the people who gets a low score, and he can't seem to believe. So he's got the nom noms. (laughs) Nom nom noms. (laughs) That's what we need to title this episode. (laughs) Yeah. It didn't take me long as well doing cashiering things. Sometimes people come in for various reasons. Maybe they're in a bad place mentally, emotionally, and they're trying to eat their feelings away. Maybe they're sneaking food from their significant other and their family. Um, But unless you're recommending a product similar or something like that, you don't comment on how much food someone is buying. No, which is like exactly what, you know, Cheyenne said to Jonah. She's like, well, you accused a lady of having nom nom noms. (laughs) And even who's the big dude there, the big bald dude? Uh, uh oh, I shoot. forget his name. Er, Earl? It, yeah, Earl. Even Earl is was Earl? like, dude, you, you don't you don't comment on the food. Yeah. Man. No. And, and yeah. And like I said, some people do it because they're sneaking food from their significant other. Some are doing it because you know they're they just they're, want to. They just want to. Maybe they're down yeah. and depressed and they're eating their feelings away. And I've been there, but I, 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 I can't knock that because I do it myself. So I'm not knocking that. But like, especially when you see something like that, you know, or maybe maybe they're buying for the kids, whatever the reason is. But you don't comment. Like, like I learned that one real quick. You don't comment on the amount of, of a certain item that someone's getting. Like there's there's probably a, a valid reason that you don't need to know about. So just move along. Jonah seems to be outraged, and it can't be right that he has to go in the back with the shadow people. Right. Yeah, he even says, check the list again. And Justine's like, she's not going to check the list She made the list. (laughs) She made the list. She's not Santa. That was Uh, a great dad joke, and that's one of those where I was like, damn it, Justine, get out. (laughs) So, yeah, he's banished to the back with the shadow people. Everyone else seems to be working. Jonah is not because Jonah doesn't seem to think he's he honestly, Joe, to me, Jonah thinks seems to think he's too good to be back there. He sneaks back out. Love that. Has another weird interaction. <laughs> this was with my favorite part. Yeah, same. A customer. Which customer, Wait, okay. by the way, he's the leather pants guy. Just in case you didn't catch that. Pretty sure. Do you remember, like, season, seasons back um, when they're going through the little room in the back, 
He was in a fitting, he was in a dressing room trying leather pants on. It's very specific. This but, guy's been in a lot of things, actually. Has he? Um, yeah. But the minute I, I, like, he I've seen him started before. talking, I remembered him. So that that's who he was. Just as a reference that, you know, I like it when they show that the customers are kind of the same. Kind of like the tartar guy, you know, with the yeah. toothbrush. Yeah. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> you know, he has, a, he has a good question about which steak would be better, blah, blah, blah. Instead of Jonah just giving him his answer and and going on, then he's trying to push to see how it was, and the guy starts freaking out. And Cheyenne has to scurry him away back with the shadow people. He's back there once again. He's literally sitting down while everyone else is working. And then he finally convinces them that they don't need to do that. They're supposed to go off and go do something else, right? So I did not think that this was going to come back uh, to bite us later, but it did. I didn't either. Let me just say though, my favorite part though is when this when this guy is saying, "I just wanted to get my ribeye steak," <laughs> and he's like, "You didn't even know what you wanted before you spoke with me. You were lost. <laughs> you were lost without me." Yeah, and it was like just the way Cheyenne was saying it to the customer, as if Jonah was some animal that got out yeah. in the wild. Yeah. She I'm said, so sorry, I, I'm sir. so sorry, sir. He shouldn't be out here on the floor with people. Jonah and Cheyenne were giving me, and someone mentioned this on Twitter, but like sibling kind of vibes because she was like scurrying him away. And he's like, no, Cheyenne, like just leave me alone. And I, I loved it. That. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> so they're. Uh, they're sitting back there drinking whatever flavored water they're drinking. Well, Jonah tries to give him some rally speech. Uh, Justine thinks she can be like the leader, the lead singer of a K-pop band now. <laughs> because why not? <laughs> let's let's just go out. Let's just go outside first. He says, Let, "Let's work on that, and we can work <laughs> our way up." So they're in the back, just chilling, not doing anything, because very few people in the store work. We've already established that. They get back in after the flood has already subsided. Cheyenne is bringing, like, oh, well, what can we do? Oh, well, uh, nothing now. Everything's about done. I tried calling you guys. Where were you? And then it comes out that Jonah kind of let them outside. They didn't finish their work. Which was all brand new products Mm -hmm. that are now ruined because they got caught in the flood. And then Sandra goes off. (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't just busy work, right? It was... Uh, yeah. Well, and can as we just... As they say. Yeah, like Sandra just says, I'm not better than the work. You know, and that's like an interesting thing I- anyway, just for her to, you know, say that. And she's like, I like being a shadow person, you know. Um, and then you just had to love, like, then she snapped her fingers and, like, everyone went with her. And she Even said, Cheyenne almost went, yeah. Yeah, and, like, <laughs> she said, Jonah, you cannot come back with us. You're, you don't, you're not wanted in the back. <laughs> so he doesn't belong anywhere, you know. He can't be in the front, he can't be in the back. Oh, okay, real quick. Who was that weird dude with the beard who snuck up on Jonah? Dan. That's Dan. I've never seen Dan before. 
But something tells me he's our serial killer with the feet. Yeah. <laughs> Probably, maybe. Up, when he stuck up on Jonah, man. He was just standing there, though. <laughs> I mean, like, and then Jonah spazzed out, and he's just like, whoa. The only what reason... I found interesting, what I found yeah. interesting is that last week we actually heard a mention of the foot thing. Uh and they were doing deep cleaning. They were like, "What? So we can find another foot or whatever?" Like, right. yeah. so uh, interesting that maybe this will com- come up again um, at the end. Maybe we, the um, mystery murderer, will be revealed in the finale. <laughs> maybe it's the same guy who's using a bunch of needles and hiding them in housewares or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy who comes in with for the tarps and all that. But I'm yeah. telling you, I, my favorite part, the part that had me laugh the hardest was when that guy walked up on Jonah and he kind of, <laughs> he snuck up on him. <laughs> I just, just Laura's reaction was like, Jesus, man. <laughs> <laughs> and I tell you, I only remember his name because I didn't remember what he looked like or anything, but I don't know why, but in seasons back when everyone was in the back and Kelly had to be left out on the floor by herself with, like, a skeleton crew, she kept yelling, Dan, because um, he just left. And she was like, well, Dan, where are you going? And anyway, that's how I remember who he was. He just that wild face and that beard, and I just, yeah. I lost it, man. That was, uh, he was great. Yeah. To me, Jonah has a sense of arrogance, and it just, and I know it's something he's kind of had the whole series. It's like a pretentiousness, you know, that pops in and out. (laughs) And the fact that he thinks he's above certain things is what really bothered me this episode. Like the boxes thing. Yeah. Yeah. Now, let me ask, though, real quickly. This is now I agree. I agree with you on that because he just can't be, you know, bothered to move boxes. But. If you were somebody, as I would think both of you guys would consider yourselves, I mean, people, people, <laughs> if, you know, and then like, if you got... I am a person, that's right. People, people, <laughs> you, you know what I mean, <laughs> socially. Um, like Jonah thinks he doesn't belong in the back because he knows how to interact with people. But then if you got sort of a, but you know review like that and got told you were being put in the back uh, with otherwise people who are not good with people wouldn't you be a little put off by it and feel like you do belong out there I mean in some way am I still getting paid yeah I'm just saying like for I'd uh, rather not deal with customers so I really (laughs) I thought you were more of a people person am I getting paid any less no, when I the, no. When the I people mean, are being, when yeah. the people are being rude customers and such, I, I'd rather not be a people person. Oh, okay. At that rate. But, no, yeah. Uh, like given that given <laughs> that, like, say, yeah, like you know, your uh, pay doesn't change. I'm just saying, like, for the simple fact of in Jonah's shoes, up until that point of where he thinks he's better than putting boxes away. I mean, like, I could see why. If you are, you know, otherwise actually good with talking to people, you would be a little put off by being put away in a warehouse. 
I'm fine with dealing with people. I mean, I used to, you know, when I worked in my grocery store and such, I would be, you know, out on the floor at times and have conversations with people, et cetera. But I was never a cash uh, register person or a cashier. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I was always a stalker. And I I loved doing that more than interacting. Like if I could go in the back and just, when I was doing dairy and just, you know, stock the milk in the freezer and not have to worry about it. (laughs) Yeah. For, For me, I can look at this as someone who's been a worker and a manager. And even I had the same thought when I was a worker. That's why I asked, like, Am I still getting paid? Am I getting paid any less? Like, yeah, that's the first thing you, you ask. <laughs> like, you, you don't get to say where you belong. You're there to do a job. If that's the job they need you to do and they're paying you, you do the yeah. job. As long I as know. it's nothing. Of course, illegal. you, yeah, if, if of course, you take it in the most logical way. I just meant ethical. Like, yeah, personality. Like, yeah. Um, now, once again, that's just me. Uh, you know, that's not I, I can understand why Jonah would feel that way. I, I will say that for, for someone like yeah, him with that personality. Just... I can understand him having that mm-hmm. feeling. But I can also I mean, understand that yeah. to me, he does come off way too pretentious at times and as if he's way too be- too good to do certain things. But this is the dude who also failed out of his school and literally only has that job because he stopped at that store. So right. is he really any better than that? No, it's even a thing ever since the beginning. It's like people know Jonah thinks that like he's only there because he just decided to be there. Like he doesn't have to, you know, have that job. And yet he's still there. <laughs> You know, so that's brings actually up. he kind of does because what else? What else is he going to do right now? Well, I'm just saying, like you know, in terms of the early seasons where Amy would even like reference, you know, that and say to him, like, you just decided to stop here and you started working here. Like, you could leave anytime you want. Now he may not be in that situation really, like he thought he was at one point. I mean, he could go anywhere, really. I mean, he could. He's not tied down. What uh, what skills does he really have? He doesn't. He can he work at a call center. <laughs> I would hire him right now. Uh, we need people. <laughs> I said skills. <laughs> Bring me Jonah. He's. I mean, I, I, mean, like, th- think, I can think def- of how many times he has put his foot in his mouth in this show. Now imagine how many times he would put his foot in his mouth in a call center. Well, then you know whatever kind different. of job locally where he could go. Stand somewhere and look pretty. There you go. <laughs> Remember, he tried with what with the solar thing a couple episodes back, and he wasn't qualified yeah. for that. Well, here I will say this: I think if you were to, this is very specific though, but I think if he was able to find like a, and I'm using this word very vague, but like a cause or a project or something that he could get really, like, behind and passionate about and focused on, he would be good at that. (laughs) But I just don't know what that thing would be. You know what I mean? Like, How long would that be, though? Because he was behind the union thing for a while, and then he gave up. Yeah, but that's because in the store, I mean, they were never going to be able to do do a union. I mean, so you kind of have that. But the people, the, my problem. point is the people who are really good at those passion projects or those causes, 
will continue to have setbacks, but don't give up. They could they they keep rolling with those setbacks and keep going. Yeah, but how many times can they bring the union thing back as a plot line? Like, which I get, but what I'm yeah. saying is like he seems to give up very easy. So even if he gets a cause, it seems like one or two pushbacks, he's going to end up just trying to move on to something else. Look, as somebody that uh, graduated from college but doesn't use my degree, he could find a job that doesn't use a degree that is not a grocery store as well. Yeah, I'm just wondering um, that what, is skills, true. what actual skills does he have? I don't... Uh, I'm sure he has some that we just can't <laughs> see because he's working in a grocery store. <laughs> I, don't, I, I honestly don't think he has many. I think that's the point. Oh, to you're me, a Jonah hater, Casey. <laughs> it doesn't seem like he has many. <laughs> He has very he could good. Be a secretary he or could, something. I mean, he, he could, could work do his ha- way up hey, in a bottom. Hey, I've got it. Listen, this is not a skill, but he has very good hair. He could do local hair commercials or something. <laughs> so. at, at, at some point, that'll fall out. He'll be an old balding guy with a pot belly. Well, then he'd be retired. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and Any he'll be hair. back with Amy, so uh-huh. he'll have that uh, you know hundred k a year, possibly or yeah. more. Oh, yes. We need to uh, get on to this flood so that then I can shout from, you know, the, to the Anything skies. Anything else about, <laughs> about pretentious Jonah and his storyline? The one thing that frustrates me is everybody online is talking about how they keep pooping on Jonah. And to me, it's stuff he brings on himself. It's not like... Most of the time. To mm-hmm. me, this is stuff he brings on himself. So. I think, well, I, I think it's a bit of both. I think it's the writers mm-hmm. um, using, like you said, the same sort of bumbling, yeah. stumbling mm-hmm. storyline since Amy left, particularly. Mm-hmm. And people that used to like, I, th- I feel like people used to like Jonah <laughs> in the store. Well, yeah, um, when Amy was and there. And I'm actually <laughs> getting tired of the... Jonah Sandra uh, team ups, and we're getting that again next week, as we'll see here. So uh, I feel like that's who they've kind of been resorting to putting him with since since Amy left. I mean, she was in that episode replacing Amy <laughs> with her Amy wig, so I yeah, guess so it makes sense. Sandra, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so back to. Uh, they're playing the booster score. So once again, after Jeff comes in and lets them know about the customer thing, and they start talking and realize that they could end up being fired and giving out massages in Terminal 2. We're working at Hudson News. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And they, you know, they, they send Cheyenne off on her plan to, to separate the shadow people from the, the light people, right? Cool. So then they're in the back, um, and they look at one of the comments on the, one of the good comments they got, which was, Someone went in the back and found something for a customer um, that was somewhere in the back, which does happen. Like, sometimes you can't find something in the back. Yeah. So Dina comes up with the great idea of, well, we'll just start causing problems. We'll put a bunch of popular items in the back so someone can go back and always find the last one to take it out to a customer. And hopefully that will increase the scores. Which is a pretty good idea, actually. Glenn seems to be against this. And I wish Glenn would have stood his ground, but he's Glenn and has no spine, so meh. It works for a little bit. It actually works. It, it, Quite it well. It would have worked. It yeah. would have worked had the toilet 
not been clogged by Marcus. That, that's well, the catalyst we, we, we here. We will get what, there. <laughs> and at some point they decide, oh, well, we'll let... There was some talk about hiding babies in the back, which I don't know. And then the tail brings up, oh, do I want children? Uh, whatever. <laughs> that's me. Uh, <laughs> then, uh, they, you know, they convince Marcus to you know, close off the regular bathroom and just take people to the employee bathroom. Which, if you're lucky enough to have an employee bathroom, like, someone's got to put a, a cease to that one. Because that's one of the... If, you, if you're lucky enough to have an employee bathroom, that's a luxury. Like, and Let me just say, too, a lot of the times, like, when I had an employee bathroom at uh, the grocery store, it was, it was in the back, like, in the uh, warehouse... Part right, of it. like you wouldn't be, and it wasn't nice. It was not like yeah. nicer than what they use out front. So right. it would not really be like if I had to go use an employee bathroom, I wouldn't be like, oh, I'm getting the star treatment here. Well, 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 not only that, but a lot of times because it's in the back or it's in a certain location, customers are not allowed back there for right. insurance safety. purposes yeah. and safety yeah. purposes. So taking them back there opens you up to a whole bunch of other things, um, like. Uh, quick story. I was at my little grocery store at Walmart, and a guy walked in the back, right? And he was trying to find more onions. Now it's in the back. Seriously, it's in the it's in the back back, and it's also right next to where we People have the are bale. So stupid. The baler also has a thing on it that says if you have a pacemaker or anything like that, you can't be within so far. Like you, you can't be within like fifty or sixty feet of it, right? So. Okay, sir, give me a second. I will find you your reins. I just need you to go on the other side of the store. Well, no, I'm going to wait here. No, no, I, I can't have you back here. I need you to go on the other side of those doors. I will be back in a minute. Well, just go find my reins. Sir, it's not how this works. I need you to leave this area and go on the other side of those doors. You cannot be back here. People are so like, dumb. And then he, he, like, threw the onions and left because he was mad. And I was like, I, I don't care. Like, I, like if, if he comes back there slips and falls and hurts himself or if he does happen to have a pacemaker because i was using the baler at the time this guy dies of a heart attack like right i'm on the hook for that god you know over stupid onions yeah and he he thought it was because i just didn't want to help him not because he can't be physically in that area so marcus who since we're dealing with toilets, I have to remind you that he poops in the shower, stomps it down the drain. In his infinite wisdom, decides to take a bunch of shot glasses and a whole salami and use that to clog up the toilets. The most random things possible. Now, last week, we were trying to figure out how these toilets and this flood was going to be yes. part of the storyline of these customer satisfaction surveys. I have to give my hands off to the writers and the people on the show because they figured it out. Yeah, that is so not what I thought the flood was going to be initially. It worked out very, very well. Mm-hmm. And yet um, it was a lot of water very quickly. Pee-pee water. Yes, as Cheyenne was very scared of. Very worried about the hepatitis. Yes. Uh, yeah, I would be too. And Glenn's getting it in his mouth. And uh, as, yeah. as, as, the, as the store is flooding, did you see that there were like spots and various things floating in the water? Yeah, like toilet paper. No, like dark spots and various oh, other things. yeah, yeah. Like, 
Yeah. Could have been dirt or mold or it could have been poop that, or peepee yeah. or anything. Yeah. And then all kinds of hilarity ensues because there's swearing and there's bleeping. And Marcus is like, oh, let me fix it. Nope, that's not going to work. <laughs> yeah, I lost it at that because he just keeps trying to, because that's all too real, right? Like even when a, if you've ever been around a toilet when it's overflowing and like the first thing people for some reason go to do is try to flush it again, you know, to see if that will fix it. You're standing ankle deep in water that's <laughs> rushing out of the toilet. I don't yeah. think flushing is going to work. No. And Dina yells at him because she's like, no, you're not doing it again. Um, this is where we get Garrett who decides to, when Dina brings up someone has to distract Jeff, this is when Garrett, like, Garrett's like, he gets his payback on Mateo. Oh, I think Mateo's a great, great. Oh, what about my, what about my growth? Ah, eh, shut up. You're going back there. Yeah. Um, the amount of water that came out there, Jesus. I know. That's what I mean. Like, it was in the store so quickly. Um, but I guess that was like, what, four or so toilets that were overflowing out, right? Like that many. <laughs> it was a lot of water. What I Oh, we have to talk about the customers, too, really quickly with this whole scene and, and everything. Because I just loved that the customers, there were still some trying to shop. With the water going everywhere, like in their carts and trying to run away, but also get the stuff <laughs> they needed. That was great. Did anybody anybody have some? Uh, the water was definitely CGI when it was flooding into the store, yeah. and it looked yeah. weird. It looked really bizarre. <laughs> um, Gary has to get on there telling him, "Yeah, we're aware of the water." Um, he was going to give out free hot dogs, um, but they're out. So he tells people they can take a pack of free hot dogs. Sure. Why not? I feel like Garrett would have a real tough time getting through this, wouldn't he? Wouldn't it be harder to, to roll oh, in the true. wheelchair with the water that. that deep? I think it might so go, but I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure about the dynamics of a wheelchair. Or else he's stuck at the front for a long time. Uh, he won't mind if he's stuck there. Yeah, that's true. And this is where we get the great uh, portion, like you brought up earlier, of Jeff just coming out swearing up a storm. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Oh, and really, and right before that, when, I have to say, this is actually when I laughed the hardest this episode, but when they rush out to the water and Marcus and Dina go to, like, somewhere in the back to stop the flow of water, (laughs) Dina's face... Right? When Oh, where he says he can suck out the clog? Yes. <laughs> it's everything. I laughed so hard. She didn't even I thought she was gonna say something to him. But just the way that she looked at him and Dina doesn't really do that often. Like, oh my god, I laughed so hard. Lauren Ash, I love you. That was so funny. Jeff was great here. Yeah. And it, this is rightfully so. He had every right to say the things that he said. Oh yeah. We see Brett out there putting up a, a sign that says the store is closed. Now we find out the store is going to be closed for a few days. I'd say probably about a week. Or How long did he say? At least a couple days. He said a couple say, days. I'd say yeah. a couple days, maybe up to a week to mm-hmm. try and get the water damage taken care of. You also got to get all new stuff in. 
Right, yeah. Like, <laughs> product. And that well, not only that, but then you have to worry about mold. Yeah. yeah. From the water damage. Like, that's going to take a lot of fans. <laughs> well, no, that, that's when you have to have a, a specific, that's when you have to have, like, a specialty company come in to take yeah. care of a lot of that cleaning and to try and make sure, and then there, there might be testing, and then the health department might have to come in because, remember, they do have, like, the deli, and they right. have the little cafeteria. Cafe. So, yeah, the cafe, so there's mold and there's various, like, that may be closed more than a, a couple of days uh, because the health department is probably going to get involved, especially with it being toilet water, stuff like that. Like it can be closed. I, I'd say probably close to a week, maybe even more. Like I said, then you have to worry about the merchandise that is damaged and has to be sent back or turned in, destroyed and accounted for the amount of money that that store is going to lose off this. I can't even begin to calculate. Oh, yeah. Which, kind of like you said in the very beginning, that's the part of this episode that I kind of thought, too, is setting up, you know, what is likely, potentially going to be happening, um, you know, in yeah, our there, finale. Yeah, there was, there's rumors going around or people are, are anticipating because of the titles of right. the, the, the finale Episodes. or whatever that... Either this store or all of Cloud Nine is closing. Right. If I had to guess, I would say it is this store, and I think this may set us off on that that trajectory. Mm-hmm. Which would mean, you know, it kind of leads to the question of, um, like, if it's just this store in particular, it's you know breaking everybody up to go figure out where they're going. Like, are they going to go to another? store are they gonna just go work somewhere else entirely new or what you know yeah i'm not so sure i'd like if the store closes um i guess we'll have to see how it plays out but why not why not i just everybody loses their job and while yes they might end up better for it maybe we'll see where everybody ends up i guess i feel like that's kind of a Grab storyline to have while we're also in the middle of a pandemic where people are really losing their jobs. I I don't watch this show for sad Realism. people losing their jobs. <laughs> I, I watch it for the, yeah. the comedy. And while maybe our main characters will end up okay, there's a lot of people in the background <laughs> and such that would, uh, you know, mm-hmm. probably have trouble uh, unless they get finding like, a job. Transfer to, you know, the fence. Yeah, store. unless they got transferred to other stores or whatever. Yeah. It depends on how they do it. But right. I don't know. I, I mean, I feel like Cloud9 as a whole is awful. I don't think it's just 1217. We've heard, we've seen, you know, we've heard some of the other stories at stores. So mm-hmm. um, it'd be kind of weird if it was just this one. I, you know, I get that they might be building to that with the with the uh, survey scores and then now with this water issue. But I think I would ultimately be disappointed. Again, it depends on how they pull it off. They pulled it off fine. Well, but just thinking that, Oh, every like, okay. One of my favorite shows is the office. Right. And when that ended, all, a lot of our characters went their separate ways, but Dunder Mifflin was still around. The office was still around. Mm -hmm. You could conceivably think like, oh, I wonder what's going on at Dunder Mifflin Scranton right now. And you could think about that. 
But here it'd be like, oh, that's depressing. Everybody lost their jobs. Uh, again, it seems to be hinting at maybe we see something in the future there right. as well with the way it's worded, but I don't really mm-hmm. know. I, yeah. I get that and I understand that. Um, and that's very reasonable. But for me, this store's got to close. Um, <laughs> I, I, I would like to think that the, that the people in the store would have the opportunity to transfer to other stores. And so they wouldn't be just out on the street or being Zephra, you know, especially the face of a big company like that. They might have a decent severance package to last them for a period of time to find another job. But as I brought up many times of how bad the store has been run over the years and Jeff even brought it up about how this is considered a quote unquote troubled store. This store has got to go. Yeah. Does the whole store have to go or just Glenn and Dina? Glenn, I guess, as manager, which uh, we've been talking about before anyway. you know. Because with- I'm assuming the store pulls in money, right? So mm-hmm. if you could just get rid of Glenn. Management, uh, yeah. Or management as a whole, and you promote somebody from another store that's worked elsewhere, that's proved themselves as a good leader that you not somebody from within 1217 uh, mm-hmm. but somebody from another store uh then somebody you trust in one of your districts you know somebody that jeff's like oh he's been really great at you know uh yeah chicago or whatever i'll bring him over here then you could probably still make money and actually make more because you might not have the incompetence of glenn and uh you know some of these uh, you know, somebody that's not going to let Dina walk all over him if you keep her, but also somebody that's not going to let the employees just do whatever they want the way that Glenn does. Yeah, I, I could buy that. I, I could definitely buy that if I could. I, I would buy the store staying open, but a change in management and like that. So I've seen that happen in a few other stores before when I worked there. Um, one time in particular, uh, my store manager who I had a couple bad experiences with because somebody, I think I might've even told the story on this podcast where a customer had threatened one of her assistant managers and we asked him to leave over a car battery. Mm. But the store manager was more worried about, well, why don't you just take care of the customer afterwards? Um, and I walked out of the meeting cause I was like, you obviously don't care about us as people. So there's no reason mm-hmm. for us to continue this conversation. Um, I went on vacation and came back and she was literally gone. She was just gone. Um, I've also seen other stores where inventory, when inventory comes around every year, that's a huge thing. And if your shrink numbers are not in the right direction, like I've seen stores where an entire management team. uh, So like a Walmart super center has a store manager, or at least they used to the store manager. They would have two co-managers under the store manager and then you would have maybe five to ten assistant managers that run over different parts of the store. All of them gone. Like their the inventory numbers went in a horrible direction. And literally everyone who was in a salary position from that assistant manager up to the store manager, gone. Like within a day, just gone. See, like when I when in my grocery store I worked at, like we had we had really great managers that helped launch the store when it opened. And then they would like move those 
on to like launch other new stores. So we were yeah. like constantly at like this. It seemed like anytime somebody ascended high in our store, they were then moved to a underperforming store or a brand new store to help them launch. Yeah, a lot of a lot of places will take certain people that will go, especially when they're opening new stores, because they know what right looks like. They know what the company policies and procedures are. They know how things are supposed to run so they can at least get it set up in the right direction and try and get it set up going, you know, w- w- with what right looks like. And then you, you do have assistant managers, people who come up, same thing, where they can or other store managers where they might be at a store for a year or two. And if they can get that store performing to a certain level, they move them to an underperforming store because they've shown they can do that. Right. And, you know, and, and, and so I, I would 100 percent get behind that. Honestly, I think I to me personally, and it is as harsh as this would sound, I think you would have to get rid of Dina and Glenn together. Mm-hmm. I don't think you could leave Dina there. I think if you were going to change out management in the store, you would have to change both of them. Especially their co-managers right now. Let's not forget that. So, yeah, that would. Which, once again, is garbage. But uh, I think <laughs> right. I think if you went back to a traditional thing of a store manager and the assistant manager, I think you would have to take both of them. They would have to go and you would have to bring in a whole new team to get the store situated. So who's using Glenn's old office? Because that was like where Jeff was kind of using as a base. And then I forget, you know, Glenn was moved into where Dina was and they were sharing that one office space. I don't. So even is it know. just empty? <laughs> I thought Dina's office was the security room with all the cameras. Well, I guess now that she's a co-manager, they're sharing. Yeah, they're in the some space. that other room together. There's, this is one of those there's not a lot of continuity with yeah like they did I don't really for, care I mean, they did for a long period of time when Glenn had his office and he had the Canadian flag in there a lot you know like every episode and then eventually they just I don't know if maybe it's a studio issue and they had to change some stuff around because other people are using sound stages and studio space that they can't use or something but I was thinking it was probably COVID re- related they're giving them one office but they're making sure they're six feet apart and then they don't have to build a new office for her because it looked like the room where she was like interrogating people oh yeah you know, back mm-hmm. when that, i think back they the put day. her in that room that's um, true is where they put them mm-hmm. they just have a lot but they, of like, repainted rooms. glenn's office to like green and there was like a flat screen tv in there and jeff was setting up in there it was just weird yeah, well, and it was redone when it was Amy's office, you know, at one yeah. point, so. It will be interesting to see where we go in the last couple of episodes. Yeah, well, let's uh, Golden Vest for this week. I'm going to go with my guy with the beard for scaring Jonah. <laughs> Dan. Dan the man. I'm going I'm to go with Dina for the idea of making issues that then gives them the higher scores. It was working. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was working. I actually think... Just don't go over the top with the bathroom. There, think, that's all you had to do. <laughs> I think I'll go Cheyenne um, if because I just I actually really liked her in her floor supervisor role this week. And um, surprisingly, you know, she was doing a pretty good job with uh, telling people, you know, where they should be and what they should be doing. And, you know, I had just been saying that I... Forgot she was even floor supervisor, so good job, Cheyenne. Good job. 
also, the rating. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Quick before, I'm sorry. Real quick before you do that. So at the very end, mm-hmm. Dina tries to convince Jeff that it was a customer who shoved a salami and oh, yeah. four, some shot glasses down the toilets. And Glenn kind of backs her up, right? So two questions. One, do you trust Jeff? I don't. And B, do you think anyone else will... Where do you think that goes? Because I can see... I think Jeff knows the truth, right? Jeff can figure out the truth. But imagine if Jeff is telling you he believes a store manager or his two co-managers at a store shoved a salami and shot glasses down a toilet. Is that something you're even going to buy? Or would you be more likely to believe that a customer or a bunch of kids playing pranks shoved the whole salami and shot glasses down the toilet? I mean, honestly, both sound possible (laughs) in this day and age. Um, With the store's track record, I don't know. I mean... That, that's the only thing that would get me to believe maybe it was people in the store was it this is the problem store but that just to me sounds too unbelievable like I can see a bunch of kids or one of these prank video teens or something like that deciding to do that yeah yeah I mean they could just review video couldn't they <laughs> not, them, uh, not in the bathroom but like showing you. that Marcus came out of there and then everything. I mean, I guess you'd still have to take their word, maybe. I don't know, but yeah, well, depends. you'd see that no kids walked in there. Anybody walked in there recently? It also depends how much if the water damaged any of that equipment too. Yeah, I guess yeah, true. Mm-hmm. But I don't yeah. trust Jeff. He's already shown he's he's not trustworthy in that aspect. Mm-hmm. So he might be the start of the downfall there. If Jeff closes this door, if he's the catalyst behind it, then he's the worst character that's ever existed in the show. <laughs> with, with, yeah. with what he's shown over the last over the, the course of the series, I, I think it's very believable that he might be the reason that store closes. Yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. They, they finally unearthed and made Jeff the real true villain of the story. <laughs> <laughs> it's his villain origin story. Because Mateo... Yeah, because he's uh, Mateo's getting married to someone else. Um, the, the ratings were the lowest in history. Uh, <laughs> could have had something to do with the time change again or the Biden address. Speech. Who knows? Speech, but yeah. it, uh, there you go. Point three in the eighteen forty nine and one point eight seven million viewers. They it doesn't really keep changing that time slot. For different reasons, but yeah. And uh, next week is Lowell Anderson, uh, March 18th at 8 o'clock this time. When the Cloud9 founder's son makes a surprise visit, the employees struggle to accommodate his bold ideas. Garrett helps Dina navigate a tricky situation with Brian. And Jonah and Sandra use social media to investigate some worrying news. Now, the promo for that makes it not seem like worrying news. I have no idea. But uh, Sandra has found everybody's burner accounts online as well. And apparently Mm -hmm. Jonah goes by a different name and uh, just follows uh, like Instagram Instagram models. models. (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> and they gave and him his, hell about going to Hooters before. And his face, oh, is so good. He's just like, uh, what do I say? Yeah. Yeah, so some people speculated the worrying news on social media might be Amy's dating somebody. Uh, the store news. Some people speculating it could be store news. Yeah, I think uh, it's store it could related. Anything. Yeah. Could that be why the Cloud Nine's founder's kid is making a visit? Uh, maybe they're trying to see what's going on at the yeah. at twelve seventeen or. It's kind of what I was wondering too, because I was trying to see, you know, are those connected or? I mean, with Zephyr buying them, is he still holding a position there? That That's the kind of stuff I guess we'll find out. And mm. I assume his name is Lowell Anderson. <laughs> and that's where, that's where I'm going with, like, if, if, dude, you just got billions of dollars for the company, you don't get to come in the store and say you want things to go this way. Like, I you know. take your billions of dollars, go shut up and sit on your island with bikini-clad people. Well, I guess the thing is maybe he could have – like they could have sold it, but then still hold a board position or still hold an upper manager. It sometimes happens. Yeah, things, it should but. be like interesting to see what the whole point of this story is for right now, anyway. You know, because yeah. of this, you know, show ending and what the purpose of it's going to really serve toward the greater ending. But. It, it's. It's possible, but a lot of times if they're going to buy out something like that, like eventually they try and clear all those people out because yeah. all they all they do is cause problems because then they go about. So what I, what I can see, which is probably going to be way wrong, is he's he's not involved with the company anymore, but he comes by to visit and he's just talking about, well, well my dad ran the company. This is how we used to do it. Mm, yeah. And I, I can see, see Glenn not wanting to disappoint him. Right. And call that being the issue, the cause of everything. Um, and I can see Dina maybe giving him some issues like, dude, he's not part of this. We don't need to do that. But I'm probably 100 percent wrong. And it's probably nothing like that. So <laughs> I guess we'll find out. Um, <clears throat> we did get some feedback. Uh, I don't, I'm not going to read uh, every single one, but just just know that uh, this episode was uh favorably reviewed uh, on our social media. Uh, Aylin and I, I think, are going to go live after the finale. We'll, we'll, t- we'll try to set that yes, up. Yes, um, we're figuring that out. It'll just be live will... on Twitter uh, for yeah. mostly fan feedback. We'll try to save a lot of our takes for when Casey's on and we do our big review, but really just want to kind of get the instant fan feedback as, as soon as possible if so uh, just keep an eye out for that on um, that'd be on Twitter. Uh, we'd right on our Twitter page, you know, it's show we're live on the Periscope, and mm-hmm. that's how that would look. Uh, if you want to follow us, uh, you at sounded TBR so Podcast. old right there when you said the Periscope. I I don't <laughs> I'm, I mean I'm approaching thirty now at TBR Podcast Instagram at TBR Podcast. Facebook.com slash breakroom superstore or email us the breakroom SS at gmail.com. Before you go, speaking of the finale, before you go, it's been announced, it was announced, thankfully, they announced it that Amy is coming back for the finale. Oh, yeah, we didn't even talk about that. We we hinted at it. Yeah. Amy's coming back for the finale. Uh, some people are expecting her to show up at the end of next week. I am, I'm going in very low here on expectations. I, 
Uh, apparently, some press releases have said it's in both episodes of the finale, but I am still being cautiously optimistic here. Yeah, uh, then there was the one week. that said it was next, like one that had it next week instead of the finale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had the dates wrong their own, at first. Yeah, their their own <laughs> Twitter said that 18th. Yeah. But th- I think I, that was originally going to be the date. Uh, well, if she appears the, in the first half of the finale, she would have appeared on the 18th before they pushed it back oh, a that's, week. That's true. That's true. Maybe so, that's why. Because uh, they were supposed to be on two different days. Mm-hmm. So it, it could have been an error in that regard. Yeah. Or what it could be is maybe she maybe she, she makes an entrance week. in the last yeah. minute of the finale. Yeah. Nick, or the, la- the last minute next of week. next week's episode. Could mm-hmm. be. Some so people technically she does fulfill yeah. the 18th and then she's yeah. in the in the actual finale the following week. That's what a lot of people are thinking just because it would be kind of a nice like way to end an episode and like an oh my god Amy's back kind of thing and then she's there for the you know entire finale. Because with the picture they showed too like in the announcement um, on Twitter a lot of people at first were like trying to figure out if that was an old picture or if it's a new picture and it's it's a new picture and spoiler alert if somehow you've been living under a rock but she's standing there with a vest on and there's a rack of like vests um in the background so it's kind of like all these theories now as to what exactly she's doing there with a vest on <laughs> I thought that was an old picture. I mean, I'm probably way wrong on that. That's um, what I mean. We don't really know, but I, I can't. Well, I mean, the finale says the the past, the present, and future of Cloud mm-hmm. Nine. So it could be a flashback. It could be. It could be. It could be anything yeah. really. Yeah, that's true. How long have we talked about wanting a flashback episode, and they might give it to us in the finale? Like, could you have I not? Know. Would you not have wanted <laughs> to see like? A young Glenn with maybe a mullet starting to work for Cloud Nine after they shut his father's oh store God. down. <laughs> like yeah. Dina when she first started, Garrett when he first started, like Sandra when she first started, like those would be great. Well, um, might get it now. Get it. And, and I will come out right now and I will say this: I did not think uh, America Ferrera Amy was going to come back. I will one hundred percent admit that I was one hundred and fifty-two point six percent wrong. On that, my thoughts here. Um, Where'd you get that math from? <laughs> it's, it's Steiner math. Um, just look up Steiner math. It, it'll it'll give you the it'll give you the the entire calculation I used. That's the percentage of which he's he hates Mateo now. No, yeah. it's way it's higher than that. that. It's way it's higher. That. It's even um, higher. But I, I was I, I didn't think she was coming back. I was wrong. Um, I was still not really. Hope. I was losing hope. I'm not sure how I feel because I don't have a lot of confidence that they'll do something great in these last few episodes. I'll put my faith in Spitzer. He's back. Yeah, for Spitzer's the finale. writing the finale, so. Uh, so right. I'm going to go ahead and put faith in him. There's only so much you can fix when every when they've messed up basically an entire season, though. Like to come back for like one you, or two episodes to try. Well, and, you mean with. Corral Found everything an together and fix it. Yeah, I, think I mean, we, I think we can all admit this season hasn't been the best. It's, it's been, been very my least up and favorite, down. I think. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, but I it's mean, had some gems, but it's also mm-hmm. had some struggles. So to go, and now you've got to come in for the last two or three episodes to try and make something work out of everything that's happened already. 
Oh, I mean, you're definitely not alone, Casey. I mean, for all of the hype and everything, and I am very happy to hear that she's coming back, but there are definitely people on Twitter still holding their reservations about, um, you know, even being able to repair, you know, Samosa, quote-unquote, and their potentially, you know, ending happily. Uh, I stand behind so that. You are, I don't want, you are I don't not want them a, to get back together. You, you are not alone that. in that so. because a lot of people think that, you know, um, Amy would have to do a lot and say a lot to, um, you know, really, like, have Jonah get back with her because... And we have the lawyer, I think, mm-hmm. still in a few episodes, Yeah, supposedly. and she's... Yeah, so. Hannah is in... A, Next week's episode, I think, or something. So, I think they said thirteen and fourteen, maybe. So. Unless Jonah yeah. has totally moved on, all Amy would have to do is show up, and he would lose it. Yeah, so, he would. Let's be real. But I just, I think he needs to figure himself out and and take a life journey or something himself personally because he seems lost and doesn't know what he's doing and needs to kind of ground himself a little bit before he would mm-hmm. try something else. But that's just me. Well, he only seems lost because Amy left. So and I and I have to say, too, even though I am ecstatic she's back, it's not just, believe it or not, for her and Jonah. I, even if they end with them just, like, talking and maybe it being insinuated that they might start talking and, like, eventually getting back together, I would be happy I'm just glad that we're going to see her at the very end of the yeah. show, you know, for in in my opinion, because I know that you didn't really feel like you needed it, but I'm just glad that she's going to literally be there at all in this last, you know, finale. Because yeah, she only took like a 10 episode break. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just happy so. because maybe now the people complaining online can stop with the nonsense of she doesn't care about the fans and she's only thinking about herself. Yeah. Yes, it was a little overboard there, yeah. uh, that sentiment and blaming her for that. And why'd she even leave if they were going to cancel it? She didn't know they were going to cancel no. it. Uh, yeah. She mm-hmm. left thinking that this it show would still... probably run another two years or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even regardless, she left for her own reasons. I mean, that's ultimately all that matters. But Yeah, so, but she is back. We'll be back. And I'm, I'm glad they announced it instead of just leaving it out there with people yeah. wondering for, you know, yeah. holding their breath until the finale to see <laughs> if she's I like it too because we'll be going in with optimism instead of pessimism. Uh, yeah. Pessimism, you know, yeah. uh, on the online fan base, you know, because mm-hmm. uh, it was like every day, man, people going from she's coming back to she's not coming that back. That was me, and I'm telling you. I was Yeah, you, was but everybody else too. <laughs> Uh, and I'd be like, okay, I don't know, man. Uh, so just tell me or don't tell me. But if mm-hmm. we had not known, they would, you'd still have this flip flopping of I'm confident, I'm not confident until the night it airs, and then people right. being, and uh, you know, at least this way we're like, okay, Amy's back. We don't know what that means, but, but she's, she's back, back yeah. and we'll uh, we'll see how that goes. And right. we're happy she's back. We'll see what happens, but uh, we don't have to go in all pessimistic. Yeah, and I don't have to go into the finale frantically worrying every 
second that goes by if I'm going to see her face or not. <laughs> so I probably would have been sitting there until the very last minute had she not been there. And then you guys would have to call me and see if I'm okay. <laughs> so it will not come to that. All right. Well, I think that's everything for us. So, uh, you know, just keep an eye out for any more news about us going live that day. Uh, we'll catch you all next week with our recap of Lowell Anderson and have a heavenly day.